Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr, joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon. I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile? Hi, this is Guile. I'm Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Kama? Hi, this is Kama. I'm Grammar Saves Lives on Tumblr. And Donkey Leg? Hey, I'm Donkey Leg, Donkey underscore Leg on Instagram. Welcome back, sir. <laughs> Good to be here. And welcome back all as we delve into Game of Thrones Season 7. Hooray! Woohoo! (laughs) Testing the waters early. (laughs) So everybody should know, of course, there will be spoilers um, for the books and the show. Um, Also, I want to make mention of these excellent bingo cards that Kama has created. So if you would like to go ahead and pause this podcast, you can go to our Tumblr, (laughs) download some bingo cards and play along and, you know, see how predictable our analysis of the show can sometimes be. (laughs) So what do they get if they make a bingo? I think they get drunk. (laughs) They get drunk. What if... What if we let them, like, pick a episode topic? If somebody actually wins a bingo, what do you think? I think they need to send us, like, photographic they're, proof. They're bored, yeah. They're bored. And I think maybe we might give extra... I'm saying this without any authority here. <laughs> give extra points for creative display or something. I don't know. Sound good? A.K.A. That, that means she wants nudie pics. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> I don't know. You enjoying your favorite beverage. I don't know, but I really feel we need to see the actual board. Yeah, I think Definitely. so. And then, of course, we will double check and re-listen to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> because the, the podcast listeners are very dishonest people. We can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys say of that idea? Letting them pick an episode topic sounds good to me. It's fancy. I yeah. like it. All right, I've declared that's what the winner gets. Okay, <laughs> it'll probably just be me. So <laughs> no, no one sounds that enthusiastic yeah, you about can't it. Play. <laughs> All right, hey, uh, you're on the pod. We're disqualified. I feel. Yeah. No, not us. I mean, people that play along. Oh wait, you mean you guys are playing now? You're gonna, that's no, no we're saying the listeners, saying. we can't be a listener and submit our bingo board. No, I never said that. You <laughs> said you would win. No, she okay. said she would be the one to make decide who gets what. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes so much more sense. I'm going to edit a lot of that out, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. So it's a cold open. Um, we begin at the twins with Walder Frey. What? He's like totally dead. <laughs> anyway. Did any of you actually believe he was dead? <laughs> oh, God. Or like no. that, that it was Walder, I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, okay, good. good. Although my first thought was he's like, I, I think he's 5'9 or 5'10, and she's like barely five feet tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I she's got the magic mask and all that. Apparently, it comes with a giant ass pair of lifts. Yeah, but the problem was when she took the mask off, she didn't shrink. So that was right, like, exactly. 
Yeah. Well, I was maybe confused. like Walder kind of has a big hump and would like walk hunched over all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he so is the old. Height difference wasn't so extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Humpback Walder. <laughs> so in this toast, Walder makes a, a toast to the proper heroes that are his family. And then his toast takes a turn in tone, and rather quickly, each of the men start choking on whatever poison is in their cups. Arya reveals herself and tells Walder's new wife, Tell them the North remembers, and winter has come for House Frey. I mean, honestly, I was like, not all Freys. What about Big Walder and Perwin and Alibar? Like, I feel like we've spent so much time with the Freys that I just can't be down with a kill all Freys indiscriminately uh, policy. Yeah. Also, where are all the, I mean, does Walder often give male-only banquets for his people? I thought this castle was dripping with, like, girls. Too many women. And there are, like, three like maids and his wife in that room. It's like the U.S. <laughs> Congress. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, I would think. I think her acting classes paid off. You know, she had some pretty good Walder Frey believable lines. Like, I'm not, I'm not wasting good wine on a woman. Yeah. <laughs> they must have been cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Where they belong. <laughs> there the you kitchen. go. Yeah. <laughs> Donkey legs ready to impersonate Walder. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you think that this scene is like setting a tone for the season? Is it a season of justice and vengeance and all coming, I don't know, becoming right with the world? I think oh, it's God, fan I... service, honestly. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. meant to be, oh, Arya, she's such a badass. She's like 14 and, you know, is now a mass murderer. Ooh, yay. Do you, yeah. do you think that'll happen right. in the books? No. Well, I think... The, I, th- I, think it's I believe in Red Wedding. Well, I believe in Red Wedding 2.0, but I mean, I don't think it's like a, you know, Arya single-handedly killing, uh-huh. you know, 50 people. Yeah. It's working. That, yeah. But I hope from not. what I've seen, it seems like it did exactly that. The fan service. It's... Oh yeah, no, for oh, sure. Definitely. Yeah, I knew oh, people yeah. were gonna react. I was like, that was just too easy. Like, I don't know. It, it was. It my problem with it. And I get, I, there's a, they kind of redressed it later in the episode, but my problem with it was that that is not, I, I don't, I don't think that's Aria, that stone cold, heartless killer. That mm-hmm. is not the Aria Stark that I, I love. Yeah, yeah. And it, it did feel like fan service. I, it did its job. I mean, everyone I talked to loved it, praised the episode of the skies. And I'm like, okay, you're all watching something else. I'm not watching. That's great. Yeah. I was kind of an, an, um, disappointed that there's no mention. Are we, are we supposed to assume that she, um, freed Admir? That, yeah, someone else brought that up. Okay. Oh, I didn't Wait. even think of that. Well, apparently he went back to, uh, when Jamie took River Run, he sent him back to Casterly Rock. Someone is what I heard. Well, I mean that's what happens in the books, but I don't think that was. No, you know. I think in the show when he meets with him. Yeah, I I've think tried he to block out. Cast- yeah. A lot of that, that whole area. Yeah. But I think he says he'll be sent to Casterly Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So the next scene is um, it's really short. It's a bunch of White Walkers and they're. There's a hell of a lot of them, including giant White Walkers. So the real threat seems to be at the forefront now. I mean, we could talk about the White Walkers later. It was a short scene. We can go on to Mira and Bran. 
Yeah, sound good? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So we have Mira and Bran, and they're arriving at the wall. Uh, Mira announces who they are, and Dolores said questions why he should believe that. And then Bran gets all creepy, and he uh, tells him his visions of the first met, seeing him at the first men and at Hardholm. He tells him, you've seen the army of the dead and the Night's King. He's coming for all of us. And then Dolores lets him in. <laughs> Like, how does that prove that he's brain Exactly. Stark, that, that, like, I thought he's so cocky, too. I was like, what, what is he trying to prove? Like, that was, I, I, that was ridiculous. He could have said, like, you know, John has a really small dick. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're totally brand, you know? Yeah. That's an X-Men reference, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think um, in, can- in show canon, D&D have revealed that... That is canon fact for Jon Snow. Sorry, Jon. What, really? Jon has a baby dick? Yeah. They Holy. actually came out and said that. Yep. That is I think outrageous. I need a source, man. I think it's like a counteracting his luxuriant hair. Like, he can't have everything. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Well, that's just mean. <laughs> that yeah. is pretty. Like, of all mean. the things to come out and say. Yeah, like... <laughs> I will say what I, re- I liked about the scene was the... The uh, actors, um, Bran and Mira, uh, they just, they look so weathered and so tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Bran, that's what it came off. Bran was just, like, so pissed. He's like, I don't have time for your nonsense. But then he could have said, like, nine different things, and the thing that he did say was just stupid. Silly. Like, kind of yeah, showing off. Silly. Yeah. The kid, and, like, but, every like, time we see him. Of course he was there. Like, half the Night's Watch was there. So, like, what are you trying to say? Yes, everyone was at the Fist of the First Men. So, like, you just guessed, oh, maybe he was at Argon. Like, I could have, I don't know. It was silly. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, this is where the show falls down so much, is that it does not show up to close examination. They write something, yeah. and it's it's cool, or it's funny, but it doesn't necessarily make any sense why the other characters would be like, yeah, we're going to open our thing so you can come, yeah, you know. Exactly. Or why did they even question them? Like, are you exactly, wild? Yeah. Does it matter? We're like two kids who are clearly alive. <laughs> yeah. Like, let us through. You let all the other wildlings through. I'm like, exactly. okay. Yeah. It's not like they're, you know, with the ice blue eyes and like, you know, right. zombie thing. They, they're human beings and I don't know. I, I did think that the White Walker, like, menace, that is the stuff the show does really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that little fog that they had going, like it was long, but it wasn't too long. It built suspense. No, that that was good. But I didn't like this director, though. There was, uh, we'll get to it later. Yeah, I think I know what scene you're like, you're thinking of. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Okay, so um, the next scene is in the hall at Winterfell, and um, John is addressing his men, asking them how to um, asking them to get their maesters to scour their records for any mention of dragon glass. And John also wants everyone 10 to 60 years old to train, including the women. Um, Brienne looks pretty stoked and Leanna Mormont tells Lord Glover, she will not be knitting when the dead come. And I'll just leave that there. Cause I know the knitters <laughs> want a piece of that. <laughs> yeah, so much. I love that character. I love that little girl. I thought she's brilliantly cast. She's great. And then it was just this sideswipe at anyone who, you know, is going to stay home and make their little pretties by the fire. And I'm like, you could have said 15 other things that would have had mm-hmm. me. I, I blogged about this extensively on Tumblr. Go find my post. I'm done. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you, you know, if, you know, there's a whole bunch of issues we could get into here. But I, I think, you know, to be a little bit flip, flippant about it, 
they're fighting a war in winter. Like, actually, people knitting by the fucking fire is necessary. (laughs) (laughs) She's not going to be doing it. Well, some, maybe some of the men should learn how to knit because someone's yeah. going to need to be doing it. Yeah, you know, people are going to need long jumps. Well, I, I agree with you. Like, I like the scene, but – and I know we'll get to what Sansa says later, but I would have liked the perspectives to be switched a little bit because I know what Le- – like, ooh, girls have to train to fight. Like, Leanna Mormont's mm-hmm. going to be super down with that. Like, who gives a shit? I know that about mm-hmm. her. I don't need that reinforced. Yeah. Yeah. No, Actually, it was I'd be interested in how again. Sansa people would feel. They- yeah. Like, how would Sansa feel about that? Like, would she be interested in, you know, learning good point. self-defense? Yeah. Like, and that's a she good point. She never said, a- yeah, I didn't even think about that. That would have been really clever to give yeah. that line to her to say, not the, the knitting part, but to say, look, yeah. you know, this is what we need. We need every able-bodied, you know, person, man, woman, or child. Mm-hmm. And giving that to her and then having Leanna be down with that and maybe backing it up by saying, look, this is what we've done on Bear Island for hundreds of years. Yeah. That would have been a stronger, that would have worked better for me. Yeah, yeah. that would have been cool, actually. It's just another example, again, of, it just looks like the line just harkens back to that Brienne's, uh, like, what's, I can't remember what season it was. Is it uh, three? Mm-hmm. A bloody it's woman? Season three. Woman? Yeah, that you was- sound like a bloody woman. And it's mm-hmm. the same, like, they think that, and it's this very kind of old school thought that, a plucky female character has to reject all traditional female things in order to be mm-hmm. cool. And it's, yeah. you know, like, it's such an old, tired cliche. Like, give me a plucky female character who kicks ass while also enjoying some light crafting. Like, that would <laughs> <Yeah>. be, like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with that? I, I mean, I posted on this, and I actually found pictures from, they're mostly from World War II, but some date earlier. There are tons of pictures of men. They would knit as therapy. They would knit because they were fucking freezing in the fucking yeah. trenches. I'll, and I'll getting, be honest. I've always wanted to learn how to knit. I would love to make myself a hat. That'd be awesome. But they would do. It's very easy, to, and I can send you videos. I can send anything <laughs> videos. Just mess with me. But and I will I, say that I tried to learn like, how to knit, and it was horrifying. Yeah, of, of people doing that kind of thing because you know what? Clothes don't get made by the elves. You know, the no, armies. Right. They're the men go off to war. They're ill provisioned. You need something. You're out there. You're gonna learn how to darn your socks because nobody else is gonna do it for you. Yeah, I think so, George would have said that. You know, like it's just there. There's like logistics as far as the shows go. They don't like like there's no behind the scenes. Like you don't get that type of answer. Like the clothes are just there. Like no one's making those clothes. They're just said, there. I don't need to see that. It was just sort of like that scene. It could have been strengthened, and they could have done it without knocking down women. So or what they going to be, even, you know, a, a knock but see, on. See, that's that was their way to lift women up. You know, like that's the sick thing they put. Well, yeah, that's right. That yeah. They are. It yeah. really was because they even had a shot of Brienne. You know, whenever smiling or whatever. Little, yeah. she's smiling, giving her nod yeah. of approval. Yeah. Look yep. at us not being bloody women. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. That's why it's like I don't really like I don't think they're bad people. I, I think they think they're just that out they're doing lunch. something, and they're just like exactly. so they're. Their ideas are so dated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't old. think it's intentional. <laughs> you have old balls. Con- Sorry. <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're, it's a very old fashioned 
And by old fashioned, I mean half of the people in their country apparently believe that. But I mean, it's a very like, antiquated old, was I think the best word, right? Family. Yeah, yeah, antiquated. Okay, so uh, Leanna intends to train every boy, girl, a man, and woman on Bear Island, and then John declares he is not the king of the free folk, and then looks at Tormond. They need men at East Watch, and Tormond volunteers the wildlings. And then I'm thinking, why would he even do this? Like, were they not just fleeing that area? <laughs> like, the wall? Yes, they were. He should be like, I'll guard the castle in Dorne. <laughs> I'm all over the Tower of Joy. See ya. But, Send like, sunscreen. But Tormund's a fighter, so, like, I feel like all the fighters want to go and, like, I don't know. Because, like, they were trying to get their loved ones south of the right. wall, not, right. you know... I mean, so we're like, being a bit flipped, but yeah. No, yeah, I, I, mean, I know, I know. I'm just saying. We're... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so Carhold and Last Hearth are the next two castles closest to the wall, and Glover wants them torn down as they belong to traitors. And Sansa interjects, and she wants to give them to new families, ones that supported them against Ramsay. John disagrees. He doesn't want to strip families of their ancestral homes. Sansa doesn't let it go. And uh, she says, so there's no punishment for treason and no reward for loyalty. John tells her traitors are punished by death and the Karstarks and the Umbers are dead. Sansa maintains they died fighting for Ramsay, reward those fighting for him. And then she's met with a bit of a murmur of support in the hall, um, but John will not be swayed and he declares his decision final and then gives Sansa a look. So the obvious question is, team John or team Sansa on this one? John. I think it's John. Uh, I mean, he is, he's usurped her throne. Yeah. Um, See, what they should have done, if they wanted to make this a more interesting, stronger, actually more complicated, which I know they don't like to do, but they should have had a scene of her trying to get to talk to him and him brushing her off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that actually interrupting him in front of the yeah. whole group. Would have had more. Would have made more sense, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of wish that they would have actually given Sansa's part here to Liana, because I think like this would actually make sense for this little you know twelve year old ten year old to be yeah. bloodthirsty, and you know the audience loves her, so we're gonna mm. be on her side. And mm-hmm. then we see that you know Karstark and Umber are like just two little kids. And Sansa had every time to tell him beforehand that. So, like, if it came from Lyanna, that's the one time, you know, it's not like she has private chambers with John. So, like, it would have made sense for him. And it wouldn't just make Sansa. Like, I thought the scene was set up to make Sansa kind of into the bad guy. You know, you're undermining me, you know. And it's like, I thought it was like a council. going to try to set up a conflict between the two with her throwing in with Littlefinger down the line and then probably getting butchered or something. But like Glover could question him, and that was apparently no problem. Yeah. It's yeah. so backwards, though, the fact that they set up a scene where they have Sansa is the quote-unquote one undermining John when it is rightfully her 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 home. She should have been right. there, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, well, they she's know taking, Bran's like, alive, her throne so being so... usurped pretty well. Well, that's going to be interesting when they find out Bran is alive. Well, because... they have to know Bran's alive because Rickon was alive, and so they know Theon didn't kill both of them, right? So like, well, yeah, they know they, they know Bran was north of the wall in the show. Remember, they went to yeah. Craster's Keep, but they don't. But they have haven't it. even gone there, and they haven't even had a line about John regretting, you know, usurping Bran from his role. No, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really, again, they don't think this shit out. And that's, that's what part I'm, of the, yeah, that's why I'm very, cause we know Bran is probably going to be cool with it, but yeah, I'm, I was, I don't know. Hopefully they at least bring it up, you know? Well, it's, I mean, it just takes so little. This is what frustrates yeah. me. It takes yeah. a line. It takes so little to do this. And mm-hmm. there's a scene later, I timed it, where they could have cut that down and at least we could have had that line. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, well I that's, think I, Oh, go ahead. Go on. Well, I was going to say, like, that's what used to, that's what makes the book so good. And that's why, you know, the show used to be good, but now they really are steering towards like this big, you know, instead of it being like a person to person, you know, like show, showing emotions and how people react to things. Now it's like, you know, it's about war and it's about, you know, they don't even show boobs as much anymore. <laughs> I'm sure they'll make up no for that. No tits or ass. I mean, God. Yeah. I read don't and work. I cannot. I cannot think of who wrote this, so I can't give um, I can't give credit them. for it. I love- <laughs> oh, but there oh, was sorry. there was um, someone that was saying that they felt like the the writing on the show was basically all it was. It was just words garbled together in order to get to like one single sentence that they really wanted to say, like the mm-hmm. one like badass sentence, and everything else was just like nothing. Mm-hmm. So like all these scenes were were. You know, for John to be don't undermine me, or for Liana to be a badass, or you know, yeah. or whatever. But like none of the rest of it, there's no thought in it. Yeah, there's no it's substance. Very apt. I like that because that's true. Yeah. It's like it's like you have an idea of a scene you want to write or a thing you want to do, and it is a pain in the ass to do all the setup. But a good writer knows you have to do all the setup so that the line actually pays off and makes sense. But the line, sometimes you got to sacrifice the line for the good of the whole story. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what the episodes that they didn't write look like. Like if those episodes don't have these problems. Why do we, do we know they didn't write some episodes? Yeah. I think that, um, I think the, uh, the Brian Cogman either wrote the next one or he wrote episode three. And then I think Dave Hill wrote one of the episodes as well. I well, think writer is it there? There's a writer's guild rule, I believe, where you have to have some outside help. Yeah, because like Mad Men, which was pretty much Matthew Weiner's baby. Don't worry a lot. I will not sideline too long. Um, they would always <laughs> have to have a like an outside person like writing an app. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I think he got around. It might even had to get sole credit or something. I think there's a rule. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, good. Hopefully, we will see. Then we'll see if they're just, you know, baboons or, you know, it's yeah. just and without I mean, George's, that's the thing. Like, know. we've spent quite a long time, like, completely ripping this episode apart. I mean, if you if you just ask me, well, did you like this episode? I mean, for the most part, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I feel like it would have taken so little more to make it mm-hmm. really, really good. And it's just yep. kind of frustrating that they have all of this and the things that are stopping it from being really, really good. It's not special effects. It's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. not all of these yeah, things. Yeah, it's not it's money. literally, I like, think, just I think, a few sentences. I think what the biggest issue was with this episode was the structure of it and their need to address where everybody is at this time and place. And I think that was yeah. the concept yeah. of the first episode. And I, I don't think it helped with the storytelling because it was just too much. They had to yeah. do an awful lot of exposition, which is tough yeah. to write. Most actors hate doing it. It's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy for anybody. And it's in pretty much every scene yeah. um, that they have to do it. And I think that may have, and they're not good at it. That's the other problem. And the yeah. funny thing is, is I kind of was incredibly underwhelmed at my first watch. I was just like, well, 
I could have been scrubbing my bathroom floor and instead, but <laughs> yeah. when I rewatched it, I liked it more, but I think okay. I'm with guile that, you know, a couple of things would have pushed this over for me from, you know, okay, not bad into pretty good. And they can't seem to do that. Yeah. I was on a pretty much a, this is okay. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. There was a couple, there was a couple parts where I like it actually, I felt something, you know, like yes. it, it was so yep. like, the, I was happy about that at least, you know, like, I, I just I do want to just go back though to my initial question. I think I um when I said Team John or Team Sands, what I meant is the decision to give the the castles yeah, over. Yeah. Do you think that? Team, was... I think John did it correctly. Yeah. I, I kind team of neither. disagree. Okay. I think well a little bit of both. I mean I think she's right that that line about there's no punishment for treason and no reward for mm-hmm. loyalty. That is kind of how that society has functioned. And mm-hmm. yes, if they're making a change from how that society functions, he's right. But we haven't had that hasn't really been a thing. I mean, yeah. we know it because we've read all the books and all of that and we're obsessive. But the show hasn't really kind of approached that. OK, what we did for thousands of years is not working and we need a new approach. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, and the I'll other thing is, that, oh, go ahead. well, like I was more on board until I saw that they were both under 15. Cause it's like, yeah. okay, the war to end, you know, like the war for the humanities coming, like you want those castles garrisoned by someone who knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So like, it, it, so like so, I wouldn't execute anybody, but if you had the, you know, an excuse to give those castles to better people, why not? Yeah. Or, or like you, you know, you marry swap. Alice to someone, you marry her to a yep. second son of a strong Lord. You mm-hmm. marry the little kid to a daughter of a strong you know, a strong mm-hmm. lord yeah. and send them there. Yeah. You know, Everybody like, yeah. and then, exactly. except for those poor You've, kids who don't get any say in who they marry. <laughs> well, they weren't going to anyway. anyway. So, yeah. I mean, for God's sake, well, not, in the book, Gallus Karstark was like a prize for anyone who brought back somebody's head. I mean, Jamie's yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, so it would be their fate regardless. So. Well, now that they're the heads of their houses, they would obviously have a say in who they marry, but not if the king tells them, you know, now that John's right. king, he's like, you know, do it, do it. Yeah, it just seems like such an obvious compromise. Like, okay, you know, so and so from Bear Island was awesome, so he, we're going to, you know, give him yeah. Alice Carstark and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once alone, uh, John chastises Sansa for questioning his decisions, and she tells him Joffrey never let anyone question him either. She do, um, she does concur that he is as far from Joffrey as anyone she's ever known. Sansa tells him he's good at ruling. They talk of Ned and how he tried to protect his girls from the ugly ways of the world. Sansa tells John he needs to be smarter than Ned and Rob. She loved them, but they made stupid mistakes. So Sansa is pretty much us here. <laughs> yeah, Sansa's woke a little bit, you know. Like she's, she's. I mean, you know, for as much as John has experienced North of the Wall, and you know, with this actual apocalyptic threat, like she actually is far more experienced and you know far more successful in politics than he is. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I liked how she let him know, like I did learn, you know, Cersei's a maniac, but I did learn something. Well, and from Marjorie and from Olena and, you know, yep, yep. all these people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Tyrion. I mean. And, mm-hmm. and God help us from Peter, who's been busily grooming her to be his sex slave. But, yeah, I mean, she <laughs> has picked up stuff. Uh, so they're interrupted. Uh, Raven has been brought forth, and it's from King's Landing. And Cersei wants John to come to King's Landing and bend the knee. And we all know how well that would go. So you could, in the... 
making of Game of Thrones website, they actually have the the message from the Raven from Cersei, and it's like the bastard and rebel Jon Snow <laughs> come to <laughs> bend the knee or be you know or or be deemed a traitor. A way to bury the lead there, Cersei. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Sansa tells John he's so consumed with his enemies to the north, he's forgotten the ones to the south. She tells him Cersei will not stop until she's destroyed him. And uh, everyone who crosses her, she's found a way to murder. John tells Sansa, you almost sound like you admire her. And she admits she's learned a great deal from her. I quite like the scenes when it's just John and uh, Sansa together, I have to say. I Yeah, I'm almost shipping those two. Well, the... <laughs> The John, the Johnsa, as I believe they call themselves, shippers are extremely happy with that. Although mm-hmm. I think, for me, uh, and I'm going to say shit about the costumes because they drove me batty this whole episode. I hate yeah, that I stupid necklace that looks like she took like part of a Chevy and threw a pin through <laughs> it and then put it on a chain around her neck. I can't stand it. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> I, I've hated it since she wore it the first time, and every time it makes a reappearance, I'm like. Seriously, that's what you gave her to wear. Okay. <laughs> well, I, you know what we haven't mentioned is the little finger is like just kind of like leering about in these scenes. <laughs> okay, I think Always it's a it's almost like, it's almost to a comical level. Like, now, why not just give him like a mustache to twirl already? Like he's so <laughs> obviously lurking and villainous. Okay, let's go to King's Landing. Um, Cersei is having some new work done on the keep. She's got a new fancy new map floor, uh, which Jamie is just now noticing. Or I guess he hasn't been to many small council meetings. <laughs> well, they were just painting it there, weren't they? But look at yeah, that She's, thing. like, walking on it. Well, she's walking on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's so what I thought was crazy, yeah. <laughs> that thing's intricate as fuck. How do you not notice that's going down? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't no, think that's, right. like... It's probably not fast drying paint, and it's not yeah. the kind of thing that you just say, "Oh, I'm gonna wake up and like p- put paint this on this the floor." Mess. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's a month or two, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So the part she was on was dry. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. <clears throat> so Cersei, I love that. Um, what's that? The the shot from the top was awesome. The overhead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I is it is it the same courtyard where her thing with little finger scene? Power is power. I think so. I think it is. Yeah. So Cersei asks Jamie if he's angry with her or maybe afraid. He responds, should I be? She doesn't answer and informs him of Tyrion being appointed Danny's hand, giving her counsel and heading her armada. She wants to know where they will land, and Jamie replies, Dragonstone. It's unoccupied, and it's where she was born. Cersei wants to know how to proceed. They are surrounded by enemies. Jamie tells her it's winter. They can't feed an army. The Tyrells can. He, uh, he also thinks that they will join Daenerys if they think she'll will win. I find it funny that she even asked Jamie about the Tyrells, honestly. Like, do you think they'll join her? Well, that was no, more exposition. No, blew them all up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're... they're well, and I love how cool. she's like that... That whatever she says calls her a cunt, and I'm like, well, you did kill her grandkids, her son, and probably a bunch of other people she cared about. And <laughs> did she expect loyalty after that? <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah. So Cersei proclaims, if they win, they'll have a dynasty that will last a thousand years. And I'm like, I don't... makes no sense. <laughs> and Jamie... Or 
or like five, you know, like does she not understand what the word dynasty is? Well, how? I mean, she looks. I mean, she's a very attractive woman, although not in that hair, but or that <laughs> dress. But I mean, she looks her age. How many yeah. kids is she going to be cranking out in medieval times? There, I don't know Probably, how that works. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> I don't think she's even interested in any more kids with him. I don't know something. So I don't know how the dynasty part works. I was kind of curious. Well, she's like, well, oh, that's would... why Jamie calls her out right away. I love she that. Says, a dynasty for us, which legitimately means nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's just, not a dynasty. It's words that is, put together, yeah. but it actually doesn't mean anything that you yeah. think it does. <laughs> like okay. this scene would have played really well as comedy, frankly. Like. Oh, well, the Tyrell, well, where were the Tyrell side? Well, you killed all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. So I'm sure they're probably like, every question is just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's totally exposition to like, remind us what happened, but. Yeah. Do you think, think that he played it? Do you think Nikolai played it almost like he, Jamie is trying to figure out just how unhinged she is? The, the oh, looks yeah. he kept giving he her. He certainly wasn't comfortable, you know? Like, yeah. he was... I mean, he's still... No, he was definitely kind of probing her. He was trying to be helpful, too, but like, he was definitely kind of, like, like, probing her. How much like, of I, the mad king are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that would have played well as comedy, and I think if she were more like book Cersei, it would be. It would be this dark, unhinged comedy. This woman just killed a whole mass mm-hmm. of people, but it would she's, be like that's She's seriously asking if she's going to have the loyalty. Like, she, you know, she's asking yeah. the question seriously. and She'd be the straight know, man, and he'd be like, yeah. what the hell? I mean... <laughs> but that would give him purpose and character and emotion. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> and, I mean, clearly, that is, you know, that is not yeah. the goal for that character and these writers. Yeah, don't be silly. So Jamie tells her that they need allies and it's hopeless without them. Cersei answers, you think I listened to father for 40 years and learned nothing? And then you cue Euron Greyjoy's magically fast Bill Armada. (laughs) Which I have to say, like, that ship looked awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was really cool. It was a really cool ship. Uh, Bill, from where? The plains of uh, the Iron Islands, the trees? So his ship, his ship, his ship, well, silence was always like they couldn't have taken his ship right like so but all the other ships where the hell did they come from but the main ship at least he you know that he didn't have to build are we gonna talk about our clothes can we please because you if you could tell me where to get those i will buy them topic like he looked awesome i've never seen anything like that hot top he, he looked, I mean, he looked hot, and he was no. hot and douchey and hot. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need to know one. why he took his whole Ironborn fleet to talk with Cersei for, like, three minutes. Yeah, to leave. That, that, I, yeah, that, that was so dumb. <laughs> I like. He looked like he was one of those losers who gets all whatever, you know, all pretty, mm-hmm. and his badass leather pants, not really, <laughs> really kind of weedy. And Euron, I thought, was supposed to be this charismatic guy. And I admit, I kind of tune out the Greyjoys whenever possible, but that was my sense of him. But he looked like one of those guys who tries to get into the club, but has to wait at the line forever and never gets in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Edge, I thought he He's came the edge off of that guy and the guy that does get in the club. Like, there is a little bit of charisma there. No, say. yeah, I thought he came off very charismatic. He's I thought he came zingers. off cooler. Yeah, like I thought he came off cooler in the show than he does in the book. He's just a psychopath who like 
you know, I wouldn't go within 20 feet of. Like, this guy, if he wanted to, like, go smoke a joint outside, you know, behind the high school, like, I'd go smoke a joint I was just going to say, he's like the guy at the club that has the good drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly, yeah, But right? there's like, a difference between going to go smoke a joint and, like, you know, committing to, Westeros like, something with him. Yeah. <laughs> a country. But, you know, no, is, true there, that. True is there No, yeah, really I certainly don't agree with it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie questions Cersei on a lying with Euron, calling him no different than the phrase. He adds, "They aren't good at anything, but stealing things that can't they can't build or grow themselves." Cersei tells him, "Euron didn't come for that. He came for a queen." And in the throne room, Euron comes a court and pitching the idea of mutual need for murdering family members. He <laughs> does. <laughs> he does know his way to Cersei's heart here. I think. <laughs> Although I loved when he was like, oh, my dream is to marry the most beautiful woman, you know, in the world or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> it ain't Cersei. Like, I'm sorry, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Her, her hair, her stupid smirks, her terrible clothes. Like, I'm sorry. She's not the best looking woman in the world. No, there's and probably like three not the best girls yeah. in the world. Like, I came to marry the most beautiful woman, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, oh, that would have been awesome. Oh, that would have been amazing. Or but she's like, she's oh, like, and you yeah. killed her. You blew her up in the sept. So now I'm selling yeah. for you. I'll not marry the third most beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that. I, you know, that. No, that, no chance. The hair oh, color that sand is so bad. It's so much hotter. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie questions Euron's self-proclamation that he's a rightful monarch. He also reminds him of the rebellion, how he was the one who uh, started it and burned all the Lannister ships at Casterly Rock. Euron then takes the opportunity to fanboy over Jamie a bit here. He uh, <laughs> yeah. he thinks his defeat was a blessing. He's now the greatest captain in all the 14 seas. And then we get Euron attempting to uh, tempt Cersei with his magnificent armada. And in two hands. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a good... I, lo- I, lo- I literally LOL'd. That was that. a good burn. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I do. I hate that. Like of all of the characters in the book, I do hate that Jamie Lannister is the one forced to stand there as the straight man while all the cool lines are given to other characters. Like, mm-hmm. think about Book Jamie. Right. Book Jamie gets all oh, the cool lines. Oh, he's so lines. witty. Yeah, he's so witty. In like, reality, and then yeah. you think of poor like Anton Lesser, who literally gets to say nothing. Like he doesn't even get a line in the scene. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. I, I did think we got Jamie back. That that was not Larry. That was Carol, but that was not. That was yeah, not. it was Larry ask. I think it Jamie. Was. I think Jamie is is visibly trying to get out of his altar there, and um, I'm hoping he succeeds. I don't know. I think the throne room scene that was Larry. I think the map floor scene we saw more was Jamie coming through. Yeah. Because yeah. Jamie wouldn't have just been able to stand there. I mean, he would have had some snarky remarks. Exactly. That's it, exactly. So, anyway, when uh, Euron proposes to Cersei, she declines and calls him untrustworthy. And Euron isn't giving up that easily. He promises to return with a gift for her. A priceless gift. Any guesses? Um, I mean, we know spoilers, so do you want us to say what it is? I'd, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I haven't. I mean, I'm assuming it's the Sand Snakes. Yeah, that's what I, or at least the, yeah. Or a the sand snakes, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least the one who killed Marcella. Marcella. Hmm. Are we going to remember who, oh, you mean like Alaria? Yeah, right? 
Yeah. Oh, Indira Varma, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's I, just, I, I don't care about these people enough to like. Yeah, I was hoping they were gone. Yeah, I was hoping they, you know, they just totally been written nope. off. Not yeah, according to the the preview. That's um exactly, in the season yeah. uh episode two. That's um Asha, Asha kissing Alaria, and if Alaria yeah. kills her, I'm I'm I think I may be done with this damn show. But why would know. she kill? No, she won't kill her. That You're a lie. Yeah, I'm just hoping for hot lesbian sex, but I may not get yeah. that. Yeah, you'll get it. And Donkey like, oh, we might see some too. boobs. Yeah, I was gonna say, everyone wins. <laughs> So right, we're going to go on to Sam's scene now. He's at the Citadel, and he's working 9 to 5, just trying to make a living, pours himself a cup of ambition, and seeks into the restricted section so of the library. Did you watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> because that is exactly the soundtrack they put. Are you serious? No, I did not. Yeah. I did not watch yep. it. Wow. Great minds. Yeah. <laughs> I know I threw that in there early, but it really fit well. <laughs> it's no, called I mean, Gay. There's something called Gay of Thrones. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh, it's the best. Yeah, it was actually nominated for an Emmy. Was it really? Yeah, it's a. It's really funny. Yeah. What is it? It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's a hair. It's a hairdresser who does recaps of every episode of Game of Thrones. That's fantastic. And he's actually had George R. R. Martin on it. He's had Alfie Allen on it. Like he gets like people on it. Yeah. Shit. That's awesome. That's gangster. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, recommend for all of our audience Game of Thrones. It's on FunnyOrDie.com. Cool. So, hmm. all right. I so, don't... did anybody, anyone, anywhere like this scene? As somebody that has to take podcast notes, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so I timed this scene, and it was two point five minutes, which on this show, wow, significantly long. Also, it was very hard when I was doing my rewatch because I'm starving, and yet there was no way I was going to eat during that. No. Shots of the shit and the urine and the vomit and all that. Get yep. done with that. And it all looked the same. Oh my exactly. God. Then it started to mix together. But the worst part, what, like I said, the way it was filmed, I don't like the director. Like this was not. If you put this next to any other shot from Game of Thrones, if Sam wasn't in it, you would never say that that was a Game of Thrones episode. Like the way it was, it was shot. Weird. It like, was really yeah. weird. It was weird. It was for crazy. Game of Thrones. And then they started playing that music. Like it's, it was like Blue Man Group. And like all of a sudden, yeah. it was like Stomp. You know, like all the sounds started making like music. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Stomp. <laughs> okay. Yeah, where they like bang on trash cans <laughs> yeah, and like slap each other in the face. Yeah. So you don't hear it Stomp reference to They have a restricted section though. Like, come on. Yeah, that, yeah, Harry what is Potter this? Harry Potter? Much. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Well, that's, okay, wait, wait, my day job, I'm librarian, that made sense. Did it actually? I was, a lot of places, uh, it's not, well, I don't know about medieval collections, but mm-hmm. it's not uncommon to have parts that are closed off oh, to yeah. people. Um, really? it could be, well, it could be for a variety of reasons. The stuff is, well, think about it. You've had essentially students, right? And yeah. not to knock any of our listeners who are students, but you have rare archival, one-of-a-kind works. It's not like they can write off to Amazon and have them ship them yeah. a new book. Here. Okay. I mean, this is okay. like some scribe is doing it. And then yeah. you've got these kids coming in with their grubby fingers and their shit stain, yeah. whatever, and you start damaging <laughs> it. Or it's yeah. their rare materials or their so is that in, in, in a medieval in, world. It makes total sense to me. But so IRL, 
that's why it happens. Like, if you guys have, like, super rare stuff and you don't want just, like, random bimbos to pick it up, is that what gets locked yeah. away? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have okay. to usually come in. You can't – you might have to surrender your – um. you may only be able to use pencil. pencil Some places yeah. may wear, okay. make you wear gloves. Okay, I have seen that. Like, yeah. Okay, you know, that so, makes sense. But that, it's not like it's restricted to – like, it's not like you have to be a certain person. It's just you have to ask. And then go about it the right yeah, way. And I think in terms of the setting and what he's supposed to be doing, I mean, maesters are supposed to be these guys with all this knowledge, and you do exactly. have. It made sense to me that you would not be just letting your schmo, your freshman, um, sophomore guys in there right away. That you might need to have oh, a certain okay. level of knowledge and experience and respect for the materials. And actually, I, under- I, I knocked the show a lot. But I absolutely I hated the shit collecting scene. That was yeah. That could outrageous. have been ten seconds, and I would have been happy. But I mm-hmm. really loved Jim Broadbent. That was brilliant casting. Yeah, that was good. And <laughs> and the Citadel itself, like it's a great you know. I really like the scenery. I like you know like all that fantastic. But just Jorah's the way they introduced was... that was cool. I actually I thought that was a good scene. No, that was scary. Yeah, no, that was well done. But mm-hmm. uh, that that. Wake, ah, ridiculous. And who are all these old guys? Like just pooping in bedpans. They're like maesters. Well, I think like, they're well, or I think the they're the sick, aren't they? Or oh, are, are they, they maesters, or are they just the sick who have come to oh, be? Okay, that makes sense. So like right. it's just like a giant hospital because there's so many maesters hmm. there that everyone comes there to get healed. Okay, that well, makes sense. You have certain maesters presume this is very much it's a university is what this is. Yeah, exactly. And you have yeah. like a teaching hospital probably, you, yep. which is okay. what that's the equivalent. You have people who are mm-hmm. going to be going out to these major houses and they're going to have to be trained in medicine and surgery yeah. and everything else. So mm-hmm. they need to like practice. Okay, so that so actually makes a lot of sense. Well, and you provide health care of whatever kind of barbaric sort, but mm-hmm. you still need your nurses, your orderlies to clean up after them. Yeah. Okay. I can dig it. So before we go on um, past uh, Sam's first scene, um, I did skip over the autopsy scene where he's confiding in the Archmaester about the uh, White Walkers. And he does mm-hmm. believe Sam, unlike most of the others at the Citadel, but he's also pretty much like Big Whoop. The world will go yeah. on. Yeah. Which is also true to academia, but yeah. <laughs> I, that was an interesting scene for sure. But uh, obviously, if that wasn't like heavy foreshadowing, like about the wall gonna come down, then yeah, you know they were laying it on pretty thick. They were, weren't they? Same with uh, mm-hmm. is it East Watch and yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Okay, so uh, Brienne scene. Uh, we have her training with Podrick in the yards at Winterfell when we um, get a leering Tormund giant's bane uh, sashaying up. Brienne distracts it, takes a tap from Podrick. She then promptly responds with throwing him down to the ground, and then Tormund tells Pod he's a lucky man. <laughs> Jesus. Though, unfortunately, this blew up on Twitter and Tumblr again. <laughs> Tormund and Brienne Shippers. Yeah. Gross. I mean, I'm so beyond having any chill about it, and now I'm just pure, like, irrational outrage. <laughs> because I'm just... You know, I've there's comments like, "Oh, it's this great love story." I'm like, "No, it's not a fucking love story. It's a disgusting old creep leering at a woman who's not interested in him, and then all of the even worse creeps who somehow think that's a relationship." 
Like, yeah. just shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> like, like I want no character to die as much as I want Tormund to die at this point, and then I want what? him turned into a white so they can fucking kill him again. <laughs> what? Yes! Wow, Guile. No, wow. See, Tormund is very playful. Like, I don't think he... It's not like he's gonna go and rape her or, like, anything like well, that. Well, that's you know, apparently like, what they do. They I know, steal their yes, women. While, yes, but he has not attempted that. Like, Tormund's one oh, of okay, the more, like... So- he hasn't I, you know, attempted to rape her, so it's, to- it's no, cool if no, she should no, just give him a chance. Do you really think that the character of Tormund in the show would do that? Like, do you, no, but I, up? but I don't think I, I don't like the way. Okay, ninety percent, ninety nine percent of my outrage about this is not has has nothing to do with what with what is actually with, shown on the show. What the okay. show is showing is it's annoying, it's but it's the fandoms okay. like the fandom's reaction to it and the entertainment writer's reaction yeah. to it. Like this is something mm-hmm. that a relationship and it should be built on. That's what I find just like baffling. And it's, like, yeah. it's oh. the equivalent of saying you go out walking every day to your office and there's a construction worker who's catcalling Who and leering yeah. you and wants <laughs> to maybe she, legit she maybe wants to be with you. And why aren't you grateful and why aren't you taking this up and isn't it so cute? And no, it's not mm-hmm. cute. She has no interest. She's expressed disgust. I don't know how much plainer she can make it. And yet right. he keeps doing it and people go, oh, it's so sweet. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my problem. No, I guess you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but- I think the show is the show is not to blame for the bizarre. Oh, the, 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 yeah. People, the way people reaction. are acting. Yeah. Well, Sansa deals with her construction worker a little more uh, upfront. <laughs> yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> he had Littlefinger attempts small talk with her, and uh, Sansa's not in the mood for shenanigans. So when Brienne joins him, Sansa dismisses him with a, no need to seize the last word, Lord Baelish. I'll assume it was something clever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Tyrion thing to say, you know? Yeah, it's great. And then Brienne when, is like, Pretty much like, you know, what the fuck is he still doing here? <laughs> which, is, which is awesome. So, uh, Sansa knows that she needs him in the veil as an ally. And Brienne tells her he wants something. And Sansa replies, she knows exactly what he wants. Hmm. Okay, uh, Arya. So this is Arya riding up um, to Ed Sheeran and a band of Lannister soldiers. <laughs> They offer her some rabbit. She tells them she's on her way to King's Landing, and the Lannister soldiers don't think too much of the place. They are on their way to the twins to keep the peace. Arya asks them about their adventures. One of them talks about his new baby and how he hopes it's a girl. Girls look after their fathers in their old age. Boys just leave home and fight in someone else's wars. He asks her why she's going to King's Landing, and her response is, I'm going to kill the queen, which is met with great mirth. (laughs) I like. I mean, this is the scene that Arya needed to have to like re- yes. to attempt to rehumanize her. Um, mm. I don't understand the outrage. Like as much as I personally have outraged about the dorm and stuff, I totally don't understand the outrage over the Ed Sheeran cameo. Like, yeah, I, what was that what about? What the fuck was that? I don't get it. Oh, I, yeah. I live in a cave. Twitter. I didn't know who he was. I and I watched the scene and I thought it was kind of nice and yeah. you know I enjoyed it and then apparently he's some musician. <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. I should know and I don't and I like I said I live in a cave <laughs> and he's getting all this outrage and I'm like it was a nice scene. I right. and, you know and, we and had that, way I more sad actors. 
he all he did was sing. They literally they needed someone to sing. They bought in a, a someone who can sing, and he sung. Like other than that, I, I don't even think he said any words. He literally well, just sung. A couple of lines, but it wasn't even substantial. And I thought he yeah. was fine. I actually yeah. liked the way he yeah, looked. He was totally fine. Yes, I yeah. People are just dicks. <laughs> what were people saying? Like. I don't well, know. Apparently, they were so horrible to him that he deleted his Twitter. Yeah, account. that's what I heard. That it's I read awful. that online. Yeah. Although I think he put it back up, but I was just like, "That is I, wild." I I, and I I know I sound like an idiot, but I just like, okay, you know, of well, all people of people just who bit, criticize you know. bad acting, you settle on this poor guy with the one line. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I like this. Uh, the what I liked about the scene though was the uncertainty of it. Like I kept yeah, feeling like yep. when, like how far into stabby murder world is Arya Stark gone? You know, like I kept I waiting for her to do something. Yeah. I know. I was so well, scared. As, I was scared. As, Actually, I was at first. I was scared for her, and then when she sat down, it's like I was mm-hmm, scared yep, for them. Yep, yeah. yeah, and so I was th- almost. I was worried that she was going to get raped at one point, but then everything was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was yeah. afraid she was going to kill all of them. And then yes. and I was like, so it was a nice tension. I mean, I actually, yeah. no, I criticize was, the show all the time, but this was okay. Yeah. I like No, this. the director really sucked with Sam, but he really shot this correctly. Because like you said, he built the suspense as far as we were worried for her at first. When she got off the horse, we're like, I don't, I wouldn't get off that horse. And then, you know, she sits down, then they sh- show how all their swords are off to the side. Like they shot that perfectly. Yeah. Like, it was and legit. then, it like was her being legit. surprised that the decency of people in this world, we mm-hmm. were surprised that yeah. there's still decency yep. for the people yep. of this world. It was a good scene. Yep. No, it was cool. Uh, the next scene, we have Sandor, Thoros, Beric, Dondarrion, and what's left of the Brotherhood um, coming up to the small farmhouse. I think it was in season four or five. Yeah, it's um, the one with No, Arya. it had to be season. No, four. it's. Um, it had to be yeah, yeah it's for the hound and Arya and the hound. Mm-hmm. So it's it's clearly desert, deserted now, and inside are the remains of the the kind man and the daughter, um, the the ones that shared their rabbit stew with the hound and Arya. Um, Beric suspects that they were starving, and the man killed her then himself. Sander makes small talk with Beric in his own way, um, calling him as dull as dirt, boring, and unspecial. <laughs> he questions why the Lord of Light making keeps fun of his top knot. Oh, yeah. yeah, that oh, was funny. That's not Beric. That's the other yeah, guy. That was oh, Thoros. that's right. That's Thoros. Yeah, that bald bastard. <laughs> Beric, um, Beric doesn't know why he keeps getting brought back either. And then Thoris asks Sander to look into the fire. And he does see stuff. He sees <coughs> ice. He sees the wall, a castle at the sea, a mountain, arrow shaped like a mountain. mountain, guys. Yeah, I know you guys yeah. are. Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> what? Saw mountain. Get hype, guys. Get hype. <laughs> oh, my gonna... God. How did we miss that? Air <laughs> horns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, he saw more in the flames than Melisandre. Yeah, well, I thought that was. I was hoping yeah. that we would get to see something, you know? I was disappointed when they <laughs> didn't have like... It's gonna be so cheesy though if we did. Like it was cheesy I know. hearing that's about why it. I, very, that's why I, I thought very, about this. Like, if they did it correctly, it could have been awesome. But that's why I was like, "Are they gonna?" But they didn't. You know what they? It's the same. At first, I thought they blew their budget on the end, and I think they did. And also mm-hmm. probably the beginning. But I think what yeah. it was was that in season two they got away with having Stephen Delane in a similar scene where he looks in the fire and yeah. sees stuff. Yeah. 
The problem yeah. with the scene was, and I like Rory McCann, I really do, but he is nowhere near the actor that Stephen Delane is. And even Stephen mm-hmm. Delane had a hard time selling that scene because you yeah. have essentially yeah. are doing the telling, not showing. It's yeah, not that riveting, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. So in the middle of the night, Thoros catches uh, Sander burying the man in the girl's body. Um, Thoros helps him, and Sander attempts a prayer but can't remember the words, and instead he just simply says he's sorry they're dead. So I thought this was far and away the best scene of, of the episode, and I, you know, the, there's little, there's some fan service in it, and, you know, the mountain, mm-hmm. which I didn't even catch, and then obviously with Sander being the grave digger there. But yes, nice nod. I really liked the I. And this is something I don't know that oh, the show, I don't know that the books even really delve into this that much, but it's sort of examining the world from the faith of the seven and sort of taking that actually seriously. Yes. And mm-hmm. he's asking like these, you know, and Sanders, the perfect character to do it, you know, to ask these like important, you know, questions that people have, you know, been asking themselves throughout time, you know, why, why do bad things happen to good people? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Yep, yep. And, you know, it's very easy to answer those questions if you're a Jon Snow or a Danny, you know, Daenerys Targaryen. Like, your purpose is really, you know, <laughs> to save the world. the world. It's very well. Yeah, I mean, you got fucking thing. dragons. You came back from the right. dead. <laughs> and, you know, here's here's this, you know, a man like Sandor, and it's just so, you know, so complicated for him. And I, I love that. Like, I want more, more of this. Like, whatever spark prompted them to go this direction with this group of characters like oh just i hope they keep doing it because this wasn't a particular cast of characters that i'm particularly invested in or was Mm -hmm. before the scene and this is absolutely the group of characters that i want to see going forward spend some time with yeah definitely i think yeah i agree with you i think it was my favorite of the episode too and i think emotionally it it got me um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it really dug into the feels this one. And like you said, though, we did, we're not that emotionally, you know, involved, invested in them. But it's still, it was such well done that it really did. It got you. It was, I liked it. And the banter between all three of them is very, you know, they're, they're very playful, but they're still, I don't know, I liked it. And yeah. Barrick is, I mean, as ashamed as I am of being attracted to Euron, I'm super attracted to Barrick <laughs> as well. Barrick. <laughs> And, you know, he's been dead, like, six or seven times at this point. Yeah, but point. he's so, yeah. way more of a real man than Euron ever will be. Or yeah. should have been. No, for sure. Ever will be. For sure. It should have sure. been. Sure. I mean, a- he might not have the good pot, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How he far does like, that go? cook you a good meal. <laughs> this exactly. should have been a bingo And he could probably for- cut down a tree. It looks like a nice lumberjack. <laughs> One-eyed a- lumberjack. This should, have been a, this should have been a bingo square. Men that Guile are attracted to her mentioning yeah, men she's attracted to. Hot old men. We talk about hot old men. I think that's a bingo square. Rich Stormer a hot old man, though? I feel like he's not that old. Oh, well. Well, uh, Kama said it could be dabbed, so. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Dab away. Oh. So back at the Citadel, we get acquainted with the whereabouts of Jorah. He's being tended to by the maesters, and he asks about Daenerys, who is just arriving at Dragonstone with her squad. Uh, we have Missandei, Grey Worm, Tyrion, and Varys. Oh, and her dragons. And I kid you not, you assholes, I wrote dragons with a Y. <laughs> 
I like underlined it and put lots of question or uh, exclamation points. I'm like, ah, those assholes. <laughs> so anyway, Danny presses her hand into the sand and she praises her new property, tearing down Stannis's banners. Um, she takes a pause at the throne, then finds that infamous sexy table map. <laughs> she addresses <laughs> she addresses Tyrion. Sex map. Yeah. <laughs> they cleaned that before they left. <laughs> so it ends with her looking, well, addressing Tyrion and saying, shall we begin? That would have been awesome if there was, you see, when she touched the table, there was like dust on it. If there was just like two butt cheeks and Ass dust. And for, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man. What's, yeah, no. I'm just having a hard time with the fact that Dragonstone is completely abandoned. There'd have to be people there, right? Yeah. They wouldn't have just the left. Small it. folk would have been there for sure. Yeah, right? And I presume he would have left somebody in charge of the castle because you don't want yeah, to the garrison the castle. Waters exactly. living in your property. Exactly. But he had no intention of coming back there, I guess, because he was either going to die trying to take King's Landing after he saved the wall. Or, you know, so like, you know, I don't know. There'd have to be some sort of maintenance people, small folk that live there just to maintain Definitely. the place. Right. Yeah. You would and have you know, somebody, even if you weren't going to come back to rule, you'd be giving that castle to your, to Davos. Somebody, to, yeah, somebody. But it's out of port. And that I would mean, have been a like, cool scene to watch, to see like the small folk reacting to her arrival, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like, true. honestly, if I, I mean, in comma, you're going to love me for this, but as a director, if I was sort of, um, had the anchor of Amelia here in this, in this scene, I might, since I'm not going to get, <laughs> apparently they're not going to write her to have a reaction or she's not going to have a reaction yeah. <laughs> emotionally, then I feel like, yes, I would write the reaction to come from people that might yeah. be able to express an emotion. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't I don't know if like their direction to her is, you know, be super imperious and show no emotion or if she's unable to show the emotion or not. But it's like that this ruined, is where she yeah. was born and this should be like a very yeah, meaningful moment and there's the nothing in her me. face. Did you guys feel anything? Did you no. guys feel like yeah, it no, was, it was I, very I was listening long. to a podcast and people were like, Oh, it was so beautiful, like blah blah blah. It was pathetic. Like it was it was off I got more feels three other times in the show and this was supposed to be like the biggest thing like you said this was her birthplace she's finally coming home to westeros like this was a gigantic climactic moment and it came off like i don't know i thought it sucked i think they rely on a couple things and they did it all they did the shots of the dragons which everyone loves they had the the scenery yeah that very imposing score which i think was too much i think the score actually took away from it Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a moment where they showed them, you know, they've got the everything like the approach to the thing. And when she gets off and she's standing, they're standing on the beach and you see the scope of that beach, wherever it is they filmed. And mm-hmm. that was kind of impressive. But the score kept kind of I felt like away it a little bit overwhelming the scene. And then she I'm sorry, but she's just there is no emotion. There's no was she happy? Was she constipated? Was she upset? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's always a big indicator, right? When the music has to be blown up to try to yep, make the scene yep. impressive. So that's mm-hmm. pretty telling mm-hmm. on its own. But yeah. the scenery was so cool. Like they 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 <sighs> scouted yeah. the perfect place. Like they had everything in in you know, but it just didn't didn't land. Yeah, it just felt like a really shitty open house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
There's some realtors sitting inside. <gasps> oh my god, someone's here with brochures. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, finally. Yeah. I feel like I talked over Eon. Did... No? No? No, she's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Shall we go to any parting shots for the first episode before we go on to the, the closing stuff? <laughs> Again, like, I know we spent a long time ripping the episode apart, and I, I just, I don't think it was that bad. It's just, it maybe seems worse because it would have been so easy to make it better. I think they're riding on the high of the ratings and this and that, and they, it's what happens to most shows is that, it's regardless of, of genre, it usually at a certain point, there's a sort of a dip. And they're doing the stuff they've been doing. It's worked before. We'll, oh, we'll just slap this. We'll do that. I thought, actually, like I said, I thought on the rewatch, like I really did not care for it the first time. But on the rewatch, I'm like, oh, this is this is good. But there were points where I'm like, this could have been much better. I think much not. I think what's the most um, hard, the, the hardest thing to digest is when you know fan service is being played out so blatantly. Exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. It, it keeps happening within this episode. So I think that's probably why we were a bit harsh. Um, speaking of fan service though, do you think it's <clears throat> telling that uh, Nikolai and Gwendolyn are doing so many interviews together because potentially we're going to get. Well, some... I, I certainly hope that's why. <laughs> it like, definitely God, feels like it's intentional, it's right? 84 years. Like, yes. I mean, I think it's happening, it's, guys. It's happening. This is the season. It's happening. <laughs> Am I the only waiting until after the credits of episode seven? Yeah. So be it. You know how bitter and angry I'm going to be if it doesn't oh, yeah. happen. Rhiannon Torment. like 2019 <laughs> or the Winds of Winter, whichever comes first. Oh. <sighs> All right. Let's go to the closing stuff then. Uh, we have any mail? We have actually quite a bit of mail, which is great. Um, okay, we had an Anon on Tumblr who said, Hi, I was recently on a trip abroad, and while there, at one moment, while sitting on the bus and thinking of Jamie and Brienne, I saw some vehicle which had the letters JB on their plate. Must be a sign from the universe. So <laughs> clearly Anon is in agreement that this is going to be the, the time that happens. Um, then somebody named Theon Gray King says, well, ladies, Larry strikes again. So, well, the whole time I kept imagining what you guys would be saying. Am I the only one who doesn't like the way they're trying to set up Sansa as a bitch? She already gets enough hate. Anyway, looking, f- anyways, looking forward to the banter. Keep up the great work. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super happy with, like, I think it makes, Obviously, John and Sansa are going to have conflict, but I'm a little annoyed that they seem to be setting it up to be slanted in John's favor. I kind of feel like they balanced it back out, though. Like, John accepted her apology. She gave him some compliments. Like, I don't know. I thought, I feel like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I feel yeah. like the next episode, we see John, or I, you know, if I, or, you know, I think they, I think they're going to team up on Littlefinger. I feel that way. Well, no, so. um, the coming attractions, I think that one dude was uh, one of the Lords of the Vale, so... Oh, that's what, who it was? Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. I tried to block a lot of this out, but I want to say that yeah. was the guy. Okay. But either way, I, I don't know. I like the way, like, yes, yeah, Sansa was, you know, they, they made her out to be bad, but then she got to give him all the compliments. Oh, you know, you're much better than Joffrey, blah, blah, blah. you got to be smarter than Papa and Rob. So, like, I, I don't know. It kind of opened up dialogue between the two. So hopefully that's all it was, was just a way 
to get them talking, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens. And then Chicky, our own Chicky, said, "Love you guys, but so glad you're doing these apps, not me." Ha ha! You dick. Anyway, <laughs> I have a question. Gwen said we'll see some Brienne physicality this season, but it might not be in the form that we would expect. Please explain at length, in your own words, what you think she means by that. Bomb chicka wah wah. <laughs> I mean, I think she wants us to think that it means that because that seems like a very Gwendolyn thing to do. But it could be, you know, it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) Be Brienne Dormant. Yeah, it could, or it could be, you know, maybe she has to run a race. I don't know. Brienne arm wrestles her way to make him, you know, stop and leave her alone. I don't know. I want, I want it to be about Chickawawa, but you know. Cersei holds the Westeros, the Olympics, and the Dragon Pit, and that's actually why all the characters are there. That would be so awesome. <laughs> it would be kind of awesome. And then the long jump. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's as lengthy else? as I think we're going to go. Uh, maybe she's going to get into another fight with a and Biden over ear off, maybe. Oh God! Dra- I forgot. Maybe she a did dragon that. ear or something. Or she'll lose know. a fight, maybe. I mean, that'd be maybe, maybe she'll know. ride a dragon. That'd be awesome. I could go or with that. Fight that a dragon, cool. maybe. Fight a dragon. I mean, fight I a dragon for Jamie's safety or something. I can feel chicky right now. This is not what I meant. <laughs> I want there to be, yeah, I mean, I know what she wants, and I want that too, but I've been disappointed so many seasons. I just don't see it happening this season. Be out of character, really. I mean, the fact that they have them doing so many interviews together does kind of point to that. Well, it points uh, to, like, something, but not necessarily, like, brown chicken, brown cow. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, what else do we have? Um, Oh, on our Facebook... We have a Facebook, guys. Um, someone named oh. Adriana says, this episode was absolutely awesome. I think a lot of celebrity worshipping... Um, oh, she's talking about the um, fanon versus canon. I think a lot of celebrity worshipping is influencing a lot of fanfic writers to basically change what the original characters are supposed to be and why they're special in the first place. I'm thinking of one particular JB fandom place where this celebrity obsession runs wild. I'm sure you know what I'm referring to. Love this. Jimmy and Brian online. <laughs> I was going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a real website? No, it's nothing. Let's just move on. <laughs> and we got some Gmail. Um, Jasper says, hello, ladies. Recently discovered your delightful podcast, and I'm having a blast working my way through the episodes. From the intricacies of sword fucking to the bumbling tomfoolery of Larry and Carol, each episode brings new insights and laughter in equal measure. Which I think is very nice. Yeah, that's yeah. very nice. Nice. Me like. And then we have one from Andrea who says, Hi, ladies. I've been listening since almost the beginning, and I love you all so much. At this point, it feels like listening to a bunch of super smart and funny friends every week. You all rock, especially Guile, Chicky, and Kama. And then she said, and I Sorry, Lottie. <laughs> well, fuck you, too. No, just kidding. <laughs> Not sure where you stand on the Oxford comma, by joking, the way, but I'm firmly in favor. Come at me. No need, Andrea. I, I, you will pry the Oxford comma out of my cold, dead hands. Um, you've opened me up to the wonderful world of fan fiction, which is why I'm writing. 
Aside from Jamie and Brienne, I've been a huge fan of Sander Clegane since reading the books. I love what Rory McCann has done with the character and squeed so hard when the last season of uh, Game of Thrones when he reappeared. I still have hope for Clegane Bowl, which I'm pretty sure Guile wants oh desperately. I, I want, who, who wrote this? What was her name? Hey, Andrea. Um, please write us again because I would really be in, I really want to hear what she thought of this last episode then from like a hardcore Sander fan. This is like, this is it, man. I'd love to hear that. Oh, you just want more compliments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're so awesome. I'd love to hear more. <laughs> you couldn't even remember her name. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Anyway, I've gotten into the Sansan fic as well as the JB fic and was wondering if you'd be open to having an episode about A Song of Ice and Fire Shippers, JB, Sansan, John, uh, John and Sansa, even Gulp, oh. Jamie and Cersei, or Peter and Sansa. Oh, you even- mean the ones that I hosted, Andrea? No, probably not. And <laughs> <laughs> some of the less talked about pairings like Loras and Renly. Stannis and Davos, um, Marjorie and Sansa, etc. Why do people identify with them? What, if anything, do they hope to see happen, either books or show? What are their, some of their favorite fix? I didn't know about shipping or even fan fiction until listening to your podcast. It's a fascinating oh, and creative world, and I'd love to hear more about the different aspects of it. Thank you all for doing what you do. You should have been number one on that got podcast list. Well, she's right there. She's goddamn right, right there. So yeah, a lot. I think we recorded those in, or they're probably in November of 2015. <laughs> I think we did two episodes on fan fiction where we had various fan fiction writers, and it was Jamie and Brienne focused. But yeah. um, you know, that's a good idea for potentially a future episode of of some of the other ships because I know Kama, you write, um, you actually write fan fiction about many of those ships mentioned, and some yes, not. I- so, and also, I believe, um, yeah, we should look at that maybe for a, we'll a put special it on episode. the, what is it, the idea list that we, we always have this growing yeah. list of ideas oh, for whoa. episodes. So if you, uh, anybody out there want to maybe send us some suggestions for episodes, we do take them seriously. So, And if you want to force us to do an episode, isn't there that offer on Patreon that for 50 bucks we'll do, we'll do a theme <laughs> episode of whatever you want? Exactly. Yeah, there is that. Oh, and if you're bingo cards. <laughs> And that's all our mail. That was good, though. It's good mail. And I'm just kidding, Andrea. You're wonderful. <laughs> okay, so please send us mail. Um, we can receive that at close the door and close the door and at gmail.com, uh, close the door and come here.tumblr.com at door podcast on Twitter. Um, please like and review everywhere that you listen to this podcast. Uh, also subscribe. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. Please support us on Patreon. And that'll ra- that'll be it for now. Um, thank you, Donkey Leg, for joining us again. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> and thank you, ladies, for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Closing thank the door. You. Get out. Bye.